Hello and welcome to In The Circle, an inside look at field hockey in the United States, a podcast that gets you closer to the athletes, staff, club administrators, coaches, umpires and fans of USA Field Hockey. Are you looking for ways to keep playing hockey while social distancing? Follow STX Field Hockey on Instagram for daily suggestions on how to stay in hockey shape despite not being able to get on the field. You can also head to stx.com to subscribe to the STX Field Hockey newsletter, where we'll be sending you twice-weekly skills and drills, gear reviews, and stories from our team STX athletes. Hello, Caroline. Thank you for joining me in the circle. Hi, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, are you keeping well in these crazy times? I am doing my best. I think uh, we as athletes are used to a bit of uncertainty and is right in the wheelhouse, I'd like to think. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, it's probably pretty quiet for you. No, uh, no conference calls or anything like that? Absolutely not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think there's uh, what's come out of these times um is everyone's getting really creative in in how to use their time and, and how to stay connected and i think uh yeah we've we've used a lot of online platforms to build that connection whether it's with the team or other staff and uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying the creativity that's come out of it good yeah absolutely i think we there's uh, there's been some very good things least of all this this podcast uh to come out of it I think uh, I've listened to a couple of the podcasts already, and I, I think they, they're, they're pretty cool. I'm, I'm really enjoying listening to the work that you're, you're doing. Well, thank you very much. Um, so, quick starter question that you've probably heard me say before, but do you remember the first stick you had, Caroline? Ooh, first stick I had. Um, well, it was back in the wood days. Um, I believe the – gosh, my kickoff stick was – a red cranberry or no, it was a blue cranberry, blue cranberry with cloth grip was my very first stick. <laughs> uh, don't suppose you still have it. No, I actually think I do. I think my dad's got it stored in a, uh, in the, in the attic somewhere. Uh, well, hopefully you'll be able to, you'll be able to pass it down the line soon. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be great actually. Um, so, Caroline, if you wouldn't mind, would you just mind uh, charting your journey through um, through your hockey career to, to being national team head coach? Sure, yeah. So, gosh, I mean, I guess my journey started way back in seventh grade. Um, I was looking for another sport to play. I uh, In middle school, you know, way back when, we had four seasons. Um, and I had three three seasons pretty much filled up, and I was looking for a fourth option. Um, and my PE teacher introduced me to field hockey and, uh, yeah. And I just, it was one of those things that really took off for me from there. I was very much a soccer kid growing up and, um, this new, uh, field hockey really sort of caught my eye and I ended up, um, making the decision sort of later on in my recruiting process to shift away from soccer and go into the field hockey side of things, um, was super fortunate to have an opportunity to play um, field hockey at the college level. I was uh, an, a student athlete at uh, Old Dominion University. I played under Beth Anders there. Um, 
learned a tremendous amount from her as a coach, uh, tremendous amount from the program. And um, from there, I, I had an opportunity then to join the U.S. Women's National Team. Um, I competed for about seven, eight years. I uh, went to two Olympic Games, um, went to a World Cup. Uh, and had a just a, an incredible experience. I think, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I learned through my experiences at ODU and with Beth Anders was the the power of paying things forward. And um, I think U.S. field hockey offered me so many incredible experiences. And I felt compelled to really offer um, any opportunities I could to other athletes and share the experiences that I was afforded through U.S. field hockey. Um, and that really was the inspiration for me wanting to jump into coaching. Um, and I had had a chance to kind of dabble into some some futures coaching and different camps and clinics while I was on the women's team. Um, but sort of got my opportunity um, to take on a full-time coaching role with Columbia University when I uh, had uh, back in 2012, I was still on the national team, but had a chance to kind of jump in and um, do a little bit of coaching. And it really... Um, really stuck with me. I really enjoyed the opportunity to give back to the athletes there. And uh, yeah, so I, I spent three years in, as an assistant there. Um, and then I was afforded the opportunity to take over the um, head coaching position um, when it opened up. Um, so I had a, I was the head coach for uh, about five seasons there at Columbia before um, being incredible step away from that program. And um, joined the the women's national team as the head coach of that program. And um, man, to talk about the honor of coming full circle, uh, a program that I, you know, I looked up to as a young athlete dreaming one day, maybe I'll get a chance to play for Team USA and then being afforded that opportunity to compete with Team USA. Um, and now having a chance to, I guess, like I said, come full circle and um, coach the, the team that gave me so much in, in my younger career. Um, it's a massive honor to, to be in that role now. No, it's certainly a, a good journey. It's an interesting one. And, uh, and like you said, you're in that position now and it's a, it's a very exciting one for you to be in. Totally. If uh, yeah. you wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind, would you mind? I mean, I know it, but could you share your coaching philosophy with, uh, with the listeners? Sure. Um, it, honestly, it really boils down to keeping it simple. I think um, we we tend to overcomplicate sport. Um, and at the end of the day, right, you've got a stick and you've got a ball and you're ultimately trying to get the little white thing and the big square thing, as many players have heard me um, sort of joke. But I think ultimately it's it uh, for me, it's being the best, um, the best that you can at the simple pieces of the game. And I think any athlete who is um, is very well versed in the foundations of field hockey and, and the basics of the game, um, I think that builds the best foundation for an athlete uh, to build on. Right. I, I sort of liken the simple pieces of the game to um, a sandcastle. If you build the base of a sandcastle with wet sand and you really kind of pack it in, um, that foundation allows you um, to build your sandcastle even taller. You know, whereas if you try and take loose sand that's that's not wet and build a sandcastle, it just continues to fall down on top of itself. Um, and so I sort of, like I said, I liken the basic principles of the game to that um, sort of foundation that you need to be a successful team and a successful player. And I guess my philosophy really sort of um, is founded in that 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 principle of let's get really good at the simple things um, and let's do those really well. 
um, and let's do them as consistently as we can. Yeah, and I mean, certainly that's something that's been been pushed on the national team in the last three months. That's that's been a quite a consistent message of let's be, be let's set the target of being the world's best at, at doing the things that we're we're capable of doing, and from that base, look to expand beyond there. Yeah, right. I, I agreed. I think if you look at any um, any successful elite athlete. Um, the individual athlete is obviously very good at, at the, the fundamental pieces of their sport. And if you look at any really good international field hockey team, um, they're all very good at the basic pieces of the game. And I think that teams that tend to find success are the ones that can execute um, that basic level of the game at a very high level, and they can do it for a very long time. Um, and they can do it consistently over, over that time. So yeah, I guess that's the that's where we'd like to get to with with our national team right now. Yeah, and arguably, I guess if you look at one of the most successful sporting national teams, this is a conversation we've had before. Um, the New Zealand All Blacks, they are a team that is very much grounded in a lot of those principles, being very good at the the things you can control, being very good at the very simple, um, and being able to execute those under pressure and under fatigue. And their their track record speaks for itself. Right. Yeah. They're, uh, they're a very successful elite, um, elite program. And, you know, I would imagine it, being disciplined to continue to work on the basic pieces and being disciplined um, to continue to find value in revisiting some of those basic pieces of the game, um, I think is important and not getting bored with that. And I, you know, I think the All Blacks are a very good example of, of a team that is, that is, uh, is doing very well to execute those pieces consistently. Yep. Um, what about people who've influenced you in your career? Would you mind um, sharing who they are? Sure. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I guess I have to go back to my college experience, right? And um, Beth Anders was a massive influence on me as both a player and a coach. I think um, Beth really taught me what it what it means to to really buy into something and work as hard as you possibly can for it. Um, she truly pushed me outside of my comfort zone, um, as an athlete and, and even as a young woman, really trying to develop the character of, of who I was going to continue to grow into. And, um, she took time to, to challenge me. And I think that, you know, maybe in the moment, you don't necessarily see the value of the lesson, <laughs> but in, um, in years, uh, looking back, it, it's definitely a lesson that really stuck with me. Um, you know, and I think she also really taught me the definition of commitment to something. And when you, when you commit to doing something, you're going to follow through and you're going to do it as best as you possibly can. Um, you know, so just really impactful lessons for me as a, as a young athlete and a young woman. Um, and I think, uh, gosh, later in my career, uh, I really, um, I really value Craig Parnham a lot. I think, uh, he was a coach that took over the U S national team, um, later on in my career with them, um, and really opened my eyes to a new way of thinking about field hockey, a new way of thinking about sport, and even just being an elite athlete. Um, and he taught me to really question um, question the game and think outside the box with regards to the game. And and really just it, he challenged me to be a thinker and not a not just a doer. Um, and that was a, a huge lesson for me to take away into my coaching on how I can challenge athletes to become thinkers as well um, and really think about how to solve the problems in front of me versus trying to operate from, I guess, what you could say is a cookie cutter approach. So, 
yeah, I guess two coaches that have really impacted me. Um, I mean, I would, yeah, those are probably, you know, two of the most influential coaches I've, I've been involved with. Okay. And what about um, your playing experiences? You, you mentioned the fact that you're in the national team for a long time. How do you think they have helped you um, in the position you're in now as, as head coach? Yeah. I mean, being an athlete um, and then now getting a chance to coach the team that I've played for, it offers you some different in, insights into um, what it was like to go through that process. What was it like to be an athlete in the U.S. team, to be in residency, to struggle, um, to succeed, fail, right? You, I, I experienced all of those things. And so it gives me a, a bit of a unique insight into what the athletes are experiencing at any one moment. No, I'm, I'm not naive enough to think that all of our experiences are the exact same, but I do think it, you know, hopefully offers me a, a little bit of, of insight into them. Um, I think true, you know, if you're in an elite environment, there's, there's high demands placed on you as an athlete. And so even just understanding a bit of, of what we're asking the athletes to do and knowing that I've walked in those shoes before, um, helps me just better understand, you know, what they're experiencing and, I guess I, I knew what it was like to be in a program where a coach asked for the team to take the lead. Um, and that, you know, that was one of the things that, that Craig really did in terms of um, building a player led environment and, and asking the team to really take ownership over their development. And so I think understanding the power of that from an athlete's perspective um, really drives me as a coach to want to continue to build that into our U S culture and, yeah, so I guess I, I hope that it provides me some insight. Um, I'll argue that I was massively passionate about representing my country. And so, you know, getting a chance to do that now as a coach, um, it means just as much. No, and I mean, it's very powerful and impactful. And I'm certainly bought in, and as, as I know you are, but that getting players to to lead the way and us just being there to help shape and guide and, and be there as a bouncing board has got to be a, is a much better platform uh, for success and hopefully longer term success than sort of you, I say you do um, for an, an environment and for a culture. Yeah, I think it, you, you might have actually said it better than me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, look, what I'm after um, is long term success for Team USA. Um, and if, if I can have a small hand in offering uh, ways that the team can, can take on board to have that long-term success, then I feel like that looks like success for me, you know, as a coach, as, as long as I can keep Team USA moving in the right direction. Um, and what about highlights? It's been a, a short ride. It's made even shorter by the, the craziness that's happening in this world. Um, <laughs> but what have been some of the, uh, the highlights as, as head coach for you so far? Oh, man, well, I mean, every athlete remembers their first cap when, you know, they're standing in the middle of the field and they hear their national anthem play and they're they're wearing the jersey for their country. And so I guess I, I, I go back to, you know, my very first cap now, I guess, as, as uh, an international head coach and standing on the sideline listening to that anthem. Um, it's the same and different. You know, it's this massive opportunity to represent your country and I'm just getting a chance to do it in a different way. And yeah, I think hearing that national anthem was a pretty cool highlight for me. Um, I think, you know, if, if we look at maybe the hockey side of things, scoring our first goal as a team was was pretty cool. Um, 
I mean, every goal is fun, but I, I very much remember that that first goal um, and how I felt on the sideline watching the team um, find success. And I guess there's, you know, there's little highlights along the way when you see things come out of the training environment and they're executed on the pitch. Um, as a coach, you you just get excited for the team because you see them starting to come together. You see the work they've been putting in really coming to light on the field for them. And um, I guess each of those little highlights for me are, are fun to see. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough situation, right? We had the trials about four days before um, for facing the Dutch and um, and that made things very difficult. There was a there was a new way of, of doing things, a new way of operating, um, and that made things pretty tough to, to try and hit the ground running, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of said this at the beginning. I think sport, you're constantly challenged. You're constantly facing adversity. Um, you're constantly being asked to be uncomfortable and you know, truly, I think the the opening to our pro league season was just that. But, you know, I think these are all part of the lessons we're, we're trying to bring home to Team USA in terms of seeing the challenge, seeing the adversity and finding a way to power through. Yeah. And I mean, like if we go back, that was a, a an even a, a tough week made even tougher by the, the sad and tragic events that, that occurred, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, look, I whenever you're trying to um, to bring a, a young or a new team together and, you know, whether that's staff um, or athletes or both in this case, you know, we've, we've got a new staff, we've got a new team and we're trying to get that group to come together. Um, you know, and, and we had the tragic passing of, of our assistant coach and manager um, in Larry Amar and um, an incredible, incredible coach and incredible guy that, you know, I, I had a chance to work with and um, very much, um, was touched by his, um, my interactions with him. And so I think, you know, the loss of Larry definitely presented a huge challenge to our program, but, um, I think in the way that Larry would have, would have wanted it to go, I think it brought our team together. I think it, um, allowed the team an opportunity to really come together in his name and, and play for him. And, um, yeah, I think the, the team, um, is still working through that challenge that, you know, that, that we faced earlier this year, but, um, I think Larry would be proud of the team that has come out of that that event. No, for sure. And I think I think the girls did extremely well in what were were tough times, and to to play hockey at that time was was difficult. Um, but they did extremely well, and I think um, I think they should be very proud of the way they held themselves in that that tough moment. Yeah, I agree. Um, what about? Um, some of the challenges that face the women's national team at the moment, other than let's ignore the, the Corona issue um, <laughs> and the COVID issue. Um, what challenges are facing the national team? Well, I think you, there's, there's, I guess the way I look at it is there's very tangible challenges in front of us. Um, you know, we have a, a relatively new team. Um, we, I guess at the start of this year, you know, we were faced with jumping into pro league Um with maybe not as much preparation as we would have liked, but I thought the team really came together around that challenge. Well, um, you know, it's no small task to go up against world number one. Um, and I thought the team, you know, did well to, to come together and, and um, perform in that game. Um, you know, I think we've got the, the challenge of we're changing training locations and um, you know, that bit of uncertainty is always going to be a challenge for a team and, you know, now we're looking at what our long-term plans are going to be. And, and again, just challenges, you know, all part of sport and all part, all part of finding our way forward. And, you know, I guess we're 
also looking at, you know, what is the long-term retention plan for the national team? You know, how do we keep athletes competing longer and, and playing the sport they love well into the time when they're peaking as athletes and, you know, all things we're looking at. And um, gosh, I guess there's the not so tangible challenges too. You know, we've got, we're really looking at defining who we are as Team USA. And, you know, that's, that's a challenge in front of us. I think, um, you know, I kind of talked about it earlier, but how do we build this team-led environment and how do we get the team to really take ownership over their growth and learning? And I think the team's really rise into that challenge now. And I, I mean, in a big picture, it's all about keeping it messy, right? We, we want the team to, I guess messy is where the growth and the learning are happening. Right. And very often we as coaches want to jump in when it gets messy and, and neaten it up a little bit. And I think right now the challenge is, can we keep it messy? Can we keep that growth and learning happening in, in the program? And I think the messier it is, the, the better we're going to be in the long term. Uh, well, you've worked with me for, for a little while now. You know <laughs> that I, I struggle to, to allow them to let it get messy, but uh, I'm getting better. And you, I certainly see you, your eyes looking at me when, uh, when there are times <laughs> that I'm desperately trying to jump in and, and, and provide a solution to the problem. Yeah. Um, what, about, what about, let's go through game by game um and talk about sort of where we see the growth i mean this is just this is just us two talking i guess um game one holland thoughts uh let's see fast as a fast game um we're playing against a super organized uh dutch side um very skilled dutch side and uh they've been playing together for a while um yeah so i think you know the challenges for us were uh, a relatively new group coming together and how do we build some unity in, in our team and, and how do we really put a stamp on how we want to play? And I think that was sort of the opening of that journey, right? The, uh, the Dutch um, very much opened up some of the areas we needed to work on. And I think it was a really good sort of uh, pulse check on where we were as a team. And it gave us some, some areas of, of how we move forward. Yeah. I mean, I'm look I look at the video and I'm looking at it more all the time like there are nine minutes to go and we are four nil down. And although we don't want to celebrate being four zero down, because that's not a long term, that's not what we're, where we want to be. We want to be four zero up, but um, this is a very good Dutch team. And at four nil, I was thinking this isn't the worst. This isn't too bad. We've, we've hung around here with a team that's looking to peak in the time for an Olympics. And we're a, we're a team in transition. So it, it, at that stage, I was, I was, not happy, but definitely not disappointed. But certainly that last nine minutes with five goals going in was a real marker to show, right, where we need to improve and, and one major area being the fitness level of the players. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, right? It gave us the window in terms of here's, here's our way forward. Here are the things we need to hit. And yeah, definitely coming out of that game was, was a fitness component. And, um, you know, this may, might link back to the, to the simple, simple version of, of how I look at the game, but, you know, your fitness supports your foundation and the fitter you are, the longer you're going to stay uh, very good at executing that foundation of your game. Okay. Then Argentina seems like a, a lifetime ago now, but take yourself back to Buenos Aires um, and that little part of the trip. Yeah. Well, it does seem <laughs> like forever ago, but <laughs> Yeah, I, there were new challenges in front of us, right? We had rain delays. Um, it was a slightly different climate. Um, and I thought the team did well to step up to those challenges. Um, I think Argentina, you know, offers something different in, in the style of their play. And it's a very sort of emotional game. And 
when Argentina gets running and they get momentum, you know, our challenge is how do we stifle their momentum and build our own? Um, and I thought the team really um, started to take ownership over that. And, and again, continuing to build our stamp and how we want to play. Um, and I thought we saw more of, of our transition game come to life. We saw more of how we wanted to play, you know, come into life in, in that game. And um, I think, again, you know, it was just another good pulse check for us. We're playing, you know, another top five opponent in the world. So they're going to they're going to teach you a few things, too. Um, and as we said, you know, about the Dutch game, it, it gave us a good window into um, areas we needed to continue to visit in the training environment. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was, it was enjoyable. It was tough. It was, uh, but I, I, I look back on that as a that moment, those two games. Although at the time, the two six two results uh, are marginally dis well are disappointing. Um, I look back as that as a huge growth. I think that that was a big turning point for this side in this short period of time. Agreed. Yeah, agreed for sure. And then moving on to New Zealand, thoughts. Um, again, feels like a lifetime ago, but I think New Zealand was where I really, when I spoke about those small highlights where you start to see the pieces of the game that you've been working on in the training environment come into life. Um, I, I started to see that, right? Right. The things that we had been working on were really starting to come to life for the team in those games. Um, New Zealand, you know, again, another top, top opponent, um, a team that had been playing together for a while, um, so it presented a challenge for us. And I, and this was, uh, these were the games where I really started to see our style of play, our USA way, if you will, come into life um, for much more sustained periods of time. And, and our ability to dominate portions of the game um, were, was also evident. And, you know, we, we just talked about the learning and, um, and steps forward. And this was a, what I would argue was a huge step forward for our team and, and our growth. I agree. And we had a, I look back and I, I look at that as a real missed opportunity because I think back to that game two, uh, we were, we got that, we were two nil down, got that goal back and we had two or three chances that were probably only half chances. I think I remember Anna going through and she had a shot on the backhand. Um, mm -hmm. I think we had a, we had a corner that wasn't given that should have been given and they were real opportunities for us to potentially get right back into that game and really find out and get some, get the win that this, that these girls have been working very, very hard for. Yeah. And, you know, you speak about the opportunities and, and what I would say is it showed me that we needed to create more of those opportunities. Um, we, we had really good sort of uh, pieces of play, good passages of play, good moments where we had built momentum and um, had possession but they, not all of those opportunities turned into true goal scoring opportunities. And so I think, you know, the way forward for me was, you know, how can we build more of these goal scoring opportunities to take advantage of? Agreed. And, uh, and since then, it's just been, I, I thought Chula Vista, the, the three weeks, it was a shame it wasn't four weeks, but the three weeks we had in Chula Vista was the first time I got to see the team really, really consistently applying that USA way, that stamp. Uh, on their play? Yeah. Uh, I mean, three-week training camp, right? We had a chance to really sort of sink our teeth into the areas we wanted to work on. And we had a chance to push the athletes a bit, you know, understanding that we didn't have a game at the end of the week that we needed to be ready to to play in. And um, I thought the athletes responded well to the challenges we put to them. And 
ultimately I felt, you know, really good coming out of our training camp, feeling like we had seen some growth in, in, as you said, the, the USA way and, and sort of how we wanted to play the game. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that we've been sort of dealt, you know, as we said, the, the adverse piece of, of dealing with COVID-19 right now, but I think, again, the athletes are stepping up to the adversity and, and finding a way to get better every day, despite, you know, our limitations. Um, and if you could identify sort of two or three traits that you want this team to personify on the pitch, what would you say they would be? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, maybe this, again, is where we're going back to something I spoke about earlier, but I would say, you know, just an, a team that can be consistent and high level in their execution of, of the basic stuff, you know, basic elements of the game. I think a team and athletes uh, that are massively res- just relentless, you know, to the point where it just overwhelms teams, the relentless nature that they play with. Um, I do think, too, you know, just uh, our ability to show a complete confidence in I guess the the demonstration of confidence that every athlete has in the team, right? This this sort of confidence in um, in the team will be able to step up to a challenge, and the and the team will be um, forever and always. If an athlete is doubting their own confidence, they can really lean on the team's confidence. I guess I don't know if that makes yeah. any sense. No, it does make sense. It's, it's I guess I I listen to that and I hear where. That in that moment, that two-one down with with te- uh, five minutes to go against New Zealand, and we know we're going to get this win, or we know we're going to have the opportunities to to um, get the goals because we've got total confidence in what we're doing and the way we're going about things, and we've got just this clarity of thought and this clarity of shared understanding. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and and I think that really comes back to you know a, a, like just just this full understanding and clarification in each player's role, right? Um, I have absolute clarity about what I need to do, what my job is, um, and that in and of itself supports the confidence I have in the team. Yeah, I agree. And I, from a personal point of view, I want to see attacking hockey. That's what puts a <laughs> smile on my face. And <laughs> I know that I know you're the yin to my yang. Like the the fact that I want to see go forward and see goals. I want to see I want to see people get off their seats. I want to see Moyer and. Danny and those girls carrying the ball into the circle and people waiting and expecting like good positive outcomes. And for me, that's what, what I like to see on a hockey pitch. I like to see people go forward and I like to see people score goals. I think it's a, it's an important part of the game, obviously. Agreed. And, and as you said, right, with the yin to the yang, I think um, you are more of the attack mind and, and I've obviously got some defending under my belt. And, you know, as you said, I think it's, it's a good balance in how we want to play, but Hey, at the end of the day, you got to score more than the other team. That you do. Um, what about um, if you had a piece of advice that you'd give a, a young player with aspirations of being an international field hockey player? What would you What would you tell that young player? Man, another good question. Um, I'd say play as many sports as you possibly can. There are so many incredible lessons that you can learn um, just by playing different sports. Right, that all sort of aid you in maybe whatever sport you decide you really want to specialize in later on in your career. Um, But I think there's so many things to take away from how a basketball player defends or how a soccer player sees the field um, that you can really sort of build into 
you know, whatever sport, again, that you choose to, to specialize in, you know, if that's field hockey down the road, I think that only helps you. Um, and I guess too, like the journey, the journey to your dream is never linear and it's never easy. You know, it, it is, gosh, I mean, I look back at my own journey and, you know, I could have decided when I got, when I didn't make the under 21 national team, um, I could have decided right then and there, this is it, I'm done. You know, there's, there's no future in field hockey for me, but I decided not to really listen to that inner voice and, and I decided to keep pushing and, you know, that ultimately led me to uh, my dream of representing my country. And, and I think, you know, oftentimes we as young athletes look at these athletes that have achieved their dreams and well, we think, oh, that must've been easy and it must've been a straight line. And I guess it just rarely is just that easy for them, you know? Um, gosh, and I guess thirdly, stay coachable. You know, I, even now when I play this sport, I learn something new. Um, and I, you know, as a coach, your motivation is really to help an athlete get better, help an athlete achieve their dreams, help an athlete, um, be the best possible versions of themselves that they can be. And, you know, I think we as athletes just have to try to stay as open as we can to that feedback we get. And you can learn something every minute of every day if you, if you stay open enough to it. Nope, I totally agree. I think uh, they're very, very wise words. Thank you. Caroline, thank you for coming in the circle. It's been a pleasure to have you on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Mark, fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. No worries. Stay safe. Spread out. Create space. Five yards. We hear these cues all season when playing field hockey but we need to remember them even more while social distancing. STX Field Hockey is here to support you as you continue to create space during this time. Follow us at STX Field Hockey on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter at stx.com for daily tips and tricks on how to keep a stick in your hand while social distancing. Thank you for joining us on In The Circle. Come back next week for another look inside USA Field Hockey.